Podcast. Podcast, the Batman podcast for people who love Batman. I'm Danny. And I'm George. <laughs> I didn't think I had to go over that part. I thought you'd be able to figure that out on your own. Uh, Chelsea's not here today. Chelsea's come down with a bad case of diabetes. But uh, we've got my good friend George here. Hi, uh, folks. George's the first non-comedian, non-performer of any kind. We've had on the show. Well, sometimes I take off my clothes, but yeah. in this setting it seems inappropriate. That's not professionally, though. That's just, that's just a fun thing that you and I do. <laughs> uh, George, what did we watch this week? Uh, well, this week we watched a lovely uh, cartoon from the mid-70s uh, that taught us all about the uh, wonders of caves and exploring <laughs> caves. And I learned a lot about how to explore caves with my uh, good male friends. <laughs> we watched The Super Friends. Oh, The Super Friends. Yes. That's right. <laughs> I didn't think you were ever going to get to that name. I don't remember the name. Uh, Super Friends. Super Friends is the longest running show that, that featured Batman in, in some capacity. It, it's tricky with this show because unlike most... Uh, it, it's... The Super Friends is really like seven different shows because they just kept changing the name of the show. And we're, we're, for our purposes, we're calling it one show. But it was the Super Friends, then the very best Super Friends, the best of the Super Friends, Super Friends Galactic Guardians, Super Fr- Challenge of the Super Friends, the Super Friends Legendary Super Power Show. It, it's like Power Rangers, how they had the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and then like Power Rangers Zeo. And it's, it's the same. It's Except all Except less black people. Yeah. Yeah, they had Black Vulcan later on, but not not in the episode we watched. They did a thing in later seasons where they really tried to wedge diversity into the show in like the most shoe, just just forced shoehorned in. They had uh, Black Vulcan, who's the token black guy, Apache Chief, who's an Indian guy who just grows, and... um, what was the other guy? El Dorado, the Mexican Superman El Dorado. Uh, I think that's the extent of the diversity. Those three characters are created just for the purposes of the show. We're not in DC Comics. Uh, George, how you been? I haven't seen you in a while. We, we haven't well, a... you know, there's there's a good reason for that. We I, don't uh, like each other. Uh, well, it's mostly that you were living in a hovel. Yes. And uh, <clears throat> I see that you've uh, set up a nice place for yourself here. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, my new place is uh, uh, much bigger. The, the, less sticky. <laughs> much less sticky. <laughs> I, uh, the, the place that uh, I used to live in, that was the first place we recorded this, this podcast in. So it's been, I've been here for like a few months now. Uh, it's good. It's much bigger. It's one bedroom. Uh, no roommates. It's great. Very few rats. Very few. Not no rats, but, but few. This is New York City. Yeah. <laughs> Someone, uh, I was on some other podcast where um, uh, they were asking me, it was like a guy who doesn't live in New York, and he, I guess he used to live in New York, and he was doing some kind of quiz show type thing, where he was saying like, okay, uh, so you've you got to answer these questions, like lightning fast, like, uh, what would you rather have, like, 
no roaches or no rats. And like that, either of those sound wonderful. <laughs> if, I could, if, if I could choose. If I could have just one of those things, that sounds like a dream. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's great yeah. waking up here every day surrounded by 10 million of your best friends. It's <laughs> really what it's like to live in New York. Yeah. I mean, you're living in D.C. It's got to be kind of like that. Uh, it's, it's like that, but with more, uh, hair pieces. People care a lot more <laughs> about not looking like crazy people. Sure. But here they're just, they're very they just genuine. They yeah. go you, you could say that DC is very fake in that way. Right. Uh, so yeah, I've been, uh, I've been a little preoccupied, uh, as of late by, uh, a couple lovely ladies. Uh, I remember you were dating a new girl. Yes, yes. Uh, we've talked about her on the show Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday, yeah. that's her name. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's ironic because uh, the girl that I started dating is named uh, Saturday. <laughs> and I had to break up with Friday on <laughs> Tuesday. And it was actually kind of a funny story because... Um, we pre-planned getting... that. And somehow it was even less funny than we planned. Well, no, this is the funny part. That's okay. not the funny okay. part. Okay. Here comes the jokes. Uh, here comes I'm the jokes. Comic, so I don't know how to set up anything or like anything like that. Mm. Um, so I went over to her house on Tuesday and I had to return uh, all of her shit. Like, you know, panties that got shoved under the bed or like uh, any miscellaneous like fire starting equipment. We, we were really <laughs> into a bunch of kinky stuff. Sure. So, uh uh, I also had to return the pumpkin carving knives, and I was a little worried, right. I have to say. Breaking up with someone and also handing them something to stab me with, right. very uh, tense situation. That's why I never ask girls to leave weapons at my house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you live and you learn, yeah. you know? I say I have a policy with weapons where if you leave them here, they're mine. I don't give weapons back. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's something to be said about... Uh, my uh, common sense in yeah. that respect, right? But we'll learn more about that later. So <laughs> go, go ahead with your with your show, your yeah. podcast. Hey, before we get into talking about the super friend, I, we're, we'll do this throughout the show. But uh, George and I play a game uh, called Bill or No Bill. It's Bill or No Bill. Bill or No or Bill. No Bill. <laughs> <laughs> it's about uh, what we've got. We've, George's dad is named Bill, and. Uh, we, we have kind of a running joke that Bill likes to, well, he thinks it's a joke, where uh, he likes to dress up in wigs and seduce us. and uh, Us? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I once uh, dated a girl for uh, almost four years, got, got engaged to her, and uh, then one day I, I touched her hair and it, it came off, turned out, Bill in a wig the whole time. Whole time. Whole time. <laughs> it really uh, traumatized me. It's really affected my sense of trust. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel safe. It's hard. But we, we started this game, Bill or No Bill, to try and... Years in the making. Yes. To try and help to, to practice our Bill spotting skills. And uh, what it is, I've got a stack of cards here. Uh, and I'm going to read off... Each, each card has a fact about a person. And it's either going to be a fact about a, a beautiful woman, or it's Bill in a wig. And there'll be a picture of Bill in a wig if it's a Bill card. So... Uh, you want to play some Bill or No Bill? Well, well you got to declare. I know you're going to say it's Bill in a wig, but I'm I'm sure your Photoshop skills 
Um, it just drums. It's just a picture of Phil's driver's license. <laughs> True. Which was actually his Facebook profile picture for yeah, a number of that, years. That's how I got it. I don't have like a copy of Phil's driver's license. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you dated him for how many years? Uh, what did I say? Four years? Well, you dated know. him for two years and then you got engaged for a couple. It was a very long engagement. Yeah. He, he got pregnant at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, he was deep, deep into that, <laughs> deep into that gag. Uh, but, but, uh, so I'll, I'll read the fact about the person and then you got to say Bill or, or no, no Bill. Bill. All right. You ready? Uh, I'm ready when you are. I mean, I'm going to get all these right. Okay. Well, you should. This is your dad. You would think that you would know these facts. And not to mention, I didn't get engaged to my dad. <laughs> no. I didn't make that huge mistake. Right. You, you've, you've always been better at spotting them than I have. It's true. All right, George. This person is not married to Brad Pitt. Bill or no Bill? Walk me through your thought process here. All right. I'm imagining Brad Pitt. Right. Partially nude. We're looking for someone who's not married to him. Um, looking for someone who's not married to him. Is your dad married to Brad Pitt, do you is think? Is he a butt guy? Mm. Um, well, seeing as how you don't have a butt... Mm. That could be saying something about his uh, sexual preference. Sure. I'm going to go with no bill. That's correct. Ah! The answer is Carmen Electra. Ah! Carmen yes, Electra. I knew it. Not married, to, not married to Brad Pitt. All right, George. This person, this person once declared segregation today, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. Bill or no bill? Okay. Bill or no bill? So this one, uh, it's it's a tough one because he, while he never was a congressman from the South, uh, I can say he's worked with some people in Southern Virginia sure, uh, and literally willing to say anything for a buck. Right. I'm going to go with Bill. George. It's Bill. Oh my God. You're very good at this game. I'm pretty good. It's power of deduction, really. Right, right. I mean, you know your dad. I mean, literally never been engaged him for, for two years. You know what I mean? This person legally changed their name from Carlos Riviera to Bill Hardig in 1997 after filling out the wrong form at the DMV. All right, now this is a toughie. Yeah. Um, Did your dad used to be named Carlos Riviera? My dad... While he is uh, very tanned because uh, he's old and he falls asleep, he falls asleep while mowing his lawn. He is not actually related to any Mexicans. Mm. I think his family is from some part of Eastern Europe. It's mm. very vague, so it has to be. Rivera doesn't sound like a Rivera Eastern European is name. More either Spanish or Mexican. Could be Mexican. Or South Mexican. Could be. Um, I'm going to go That's with no not bill. A place. You're going to go with no bill, final answer? You're going to lock in no bill. George? That's a bill. No! Oh, man. Two bill out of three. Legally changed his name from Carlos Riviera to Bill Hardig in 1997 after putting the not, wrong form of the deal. That was well that. within your lifetime. It's weird because I've seen my birth certificate before from 1988. Every time it says Bill Harding on it, right. I never would have guessed. Well, he went back and he, he crossed out Carlos Riviera and he wrote in Bill Hardig okay. after he changed No, it, it. it makes sense. Something Bill would do. Let's do, let's do one The master more. of disguise. Let's do one more. We'll start talking about the show. We'll pepper these in throughout the, the show, but I don't want to overload people. All right, George. Last one for now. You've gotten 
uh, two right, one wrong. This person attended Harvard University. Did Bill attend Harvard? What do you think? This is a long disputed fact, whether uh, Bill, in fact, did attend any college. Mm. Um, obviously, Harvard's a very top-rated school. It takes a lot to get in. Not many people can go there. And uh, we're talking about the Master of Disguise here. Mm. Dated Danny for two years. Danish for uh, another two years. Almost had his child. Um, this is a male we're talking about. That's right. Um, uh, a lot of people would say he's a little unhinged. Mm. Harvard's like full of these uh, uptight lawyer types. Sure. I'm going to say it's not really uh, one of the bill aspects that I would put on a uh, bill and wig kind of persona. So I am going to lock in another Nobel vote. Yeah, go to Nobel. Go with Nobel. Go to Nobel. George? That's correct! Ah! With Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman's who we were looking for. Then at Harvard. <laughs> All right, we'll get back to no, Bill or No Bill later, but let's talk about the Super Friends. We watched, uh, the, we, we've talked about this, we talked about this when we did Adventures of Batman. We're mostly on this show focusing on Batman movies. Any Batman TV show that had its own movie, we're not talking about the show itself. We're, like, the 66 uh, Batman show with Adam West, it had a movie, so we just watched the movie, didn't cover the show. But shows like this, where there was no movie, we'll watch like, a few episodes. We watched... Uh, season one, episode three, Professor Goodfellow's G E E C. I've watched this episode twice. I have no idea what that title means. Now, when I was first told I was going to be on a podcast, I thought we were going to watch the movie. Right. And uh, I was informed that audio does not allow you to see the movie. So it would have been less than preferable for the audience's sake. Right. Now, it wasn't a movie you're saying. <laughs> it was a TV it show. It was very long. That we watched together very like long. an hour ago. I don't remember anything that happened. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. This is why I like to do this with Chelsea. Chelsea takes notes. Chelsea watches things. Chelsea's a good co-host. Uh, and, you know, with coming uh, all of those things, you know, notes, uh, paying attention, and now she has diabetes. Mm. Coincidence? <laughs> I don't know what you're buying. <laughs> so this, it starts off with the, uh, I love the theme song for this. Da, 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 da. The Super Friends, Superman, and Batman. Batman. He says Batman, like it's like a Jewish last name. Batman. Leaving out Robin, of course. Yes. Batman and Robin. Wonder Woman. The Boy Wonder. <laughs> the Adventures of Abe Batman. Uh, so it starts off with um, Batman and Robin. They're playing pool in the halls of Justice League, which is, they <laughs> the the building itself says Hall of Justice. But League. Then, the, no, it just says Hall of Justice, but the narrator continually refers to it as Hall of Justice League. There was a quite a distinct disconnect between the drawing on the show and the the voice acting. Mm. They definitely had some post production issues with that. This is one thing that, that bothers me about. The Super Friends. I don't totally understand. Uh, I I had always assumed it was like a legal issue, but I've looked into this. And I can't find any evidence that that's the case. But it's uh, in the comics. There used to be a group. There still is a group uh, called the Justice Society of America. Those kind of golden age heroes back in like the '40s, and then in like the '50s and '60s, they had a new 
group of more contemporary heroes called the Justice League of America. And then the Super Friends is pretty much exactly the same group as the Justice League. I don't know why they don't just call them the Justice League. I don't know why they had to call them the Super Friends. And uh, I think Hanna-Barbera kind of likes this kind of thing because they, the, uh, they have the same makeup as Scooby-Doo and the yes. Friends. Scooby-Doo this and the Friends a, or whatever. This is a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Same guys who did uh, uh, Scooby-Doo. Same guys who did Adventures of Batman. The geniuses behind a giant purple ape. Yes, great ape. Great ape, yes. actually. Hanna-Barbera is like the worst animation studio. They're so lazy. I actually thought it was a guy. Mr. Hanna-Barbera. It's probably a guy. It's probably the name of somebody. But it's a studio. Uh, but they're just so lazy with their animation. There's so many. It's just very choppy. They, Whenever possible, they have animation or like action taking place off screen and just trying to limit the amount of movement their characters do. The mouse have nothing to do with the words that are coming out. Sometimes the actions, too. Yeah. Sometimes the mouse just aren't moving. But uh, always with the classical uh, guy needs to run really fast, starts running. Yes. Cue. Uh, and then scooch. Yeah. Like that that uh, scooching sound. So it starts off with Batman and Robin playing pool in the Hall of Justice League. Uh, Batman knocks all the balls into the holes in just one shot. And there's, there's this bizarre just poor animation where he he shoots the ball and then there's just like this quick cut to him just like standing there with the pool cue and he doesn't there's nothing in between remember i pointed this out to well you. i think they had to cut out those scenes because uh he was using the pool cue on uh on robin <laughs> and they just in post-production you're just, so obsessed with this <laughs> batman and robin the amount killed. of times they went into caves together is just astounding so then uh, Shaggy, what was his name? Marvin. Marvin's his name, but he, he is Shaggy. It's exactly the same character as, as it, Shaggy. It's, uh, they only have three of the characters from uh, Scooby-Doo because, as we all know, Fred and uh, Ashley or whatever, they can be cut. Definitely. Definitely. This was just Velma, Scooby, and Shaggy. Yeah. The core. Right. Uh, Let's split up, gang. <laughs> oh, we should say, before getting further, uh, the, the guy who played Batman in this was Ulan Sule. He was the same one from Adventures of Batman. Uh, we, we didn't watch this, but later on in the run of the show, Adam West took over as Batman. We, I couldn't find an episode where he's in it, but he, he was in the show at some point. Uh, so Marvin walks in, and he wants to learn about photosynthesis, but everybody just shuts him down. We'll not give him the information. Robin's like, and oh. really, we never learned what photosynthesis was. No, that's I know this show was like kind of angled to be like informative to children, mm. but they just kind of said the word photosynthesis about seven or eight times, and then they told Shaggy to get lost. Everyone on the show just hates Marvin so much. They treat him so poorly. I think Marvin is another nickname for someone who you don't like. I think that's like if uh, it's not, it should be an urban dictionary. I'm going to start using it. It, like it is like being like a um, a lame person. Like a Marvin. But they just, he just wants to, he's just asking a question, like, hey, what is photosynthesis? And Robin's like, oh, I know. And Batman's like, no, don't tell him. No one tell him the answer. Get the fuck out of here. Go to the library and figure this out. We're not going to help you with this. If you want to learn something, you got to learn it yourself. <laughs> Which, I, why can't they just tell him? That's a valid form of learning is to be taught something. 
you got to ask questions sometimes. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't see why that's a problem. It, it's it, I think it's it's a valid point that Batman raises because throughout the entire show, it seemed like Marvin was obsessed with solving this mystery. Didn't really care about school. Yeah, he actually says something about, like, why do I need to know about photosynthesis? I'm going to be a superhero. I didn't see any evidence he had any superpowers of any kind, or even, like, basic competence. Like, he's not even, like, in good shape like Batman. Well, actually, we'll get into the next point. Um, The almonds. He was very good at smelling almonds. uh, Let's jump ahead. You're jumping ahead just a bit. Let's go into... um, So he goes into the library. Okay. And... He's reading about photosynthesis, does not know how to spell photosynthesis, apparently, because the guy has to tell him it's not with an F, it's a, it's a P. The uh, librarian yes. just turns around and uh, informs the only person in the library how to spell photosynthesis, and then also tells him to stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a common theme here where Marvin is talking, no one wants him to talk. Right. So he's just there with Wonder Dog, and uh, there's, there's one guy... Uh, didn't write his name down here, but he's a professor. He comes up, he's throughout the whole episode. They talk briefly. And then uh, Wonder Dog smells almonds, which he's allergic to. He sneezes, and then a bunch of encyclopedias disappear. Bum, bum, bum. Well, they didn't disappear. I don't think... Did they cut to the, to the they, encyclopedias? They were like knocked over by the force of Wonder Dog's sneeze, and then they disappeared. Okay. Now, keep in mind, this film, sorry, this show was created in the 70s, yeah, where the, a lot of people might not have had uh, a good grasp on uh, how science worked, Yeah, let's just say. This is 19, public schools were a little different back then. The show ran in, in some form or another from 1973 to 1986, so th- this would have been, this is the first season, so it's 1973. Uh so the, the encyclopedias have disappeared. Marvin goes back to the Hall of Justice League. No one gives a shit. Superman tells him, this is a job for the police. We don't deal with lost encyclopedias. Everyone just shits on Marvin so much. Just Marvin well, Even Robin was ragging on yeah. Marvin in that scene. Right. Even the other girl who has no superpowers, Wendy, just hates him. It's like, you're, you're a dumb, you're a dumb person. This is why. Also, if you can imagine Daphne plus Velma kind of combined into one character, that's kind of windy. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt so much like... She's not a dumb blonde. She's more of like an analytical type. Hmm. But she also has enough confidence to completely shit all over Marvin and tell him that he's doing the wrong thing in every scene. Marvin, Wendy, and Wonder Dog were created for the show. And as best I could tell, I don't think they have any superpowers of any kind. And... They, uh, the uh, the superheroes in this, it's Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, Aquaman. It felt like two different shows. It felt like they're, the superheroes are in one show, then Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog are like a different show that have just been smashed together. To the whole tone, the way they speak, it's so different. It didn't feel like one entity. It, it just seemed to me like Scooby-Doo. Just the yeah. whole thing was just Scooby-Doo with different characters. It didn't matter that they were superheroes. They could have been anyone. Because right. it didn't take superheroes to solve the problem. No. Uh, so everyone shits on Marvin. And then this general comes on a, a big video screen. He says that a mad scientist is threatening to steal a bunch of lithographs from this museum. So the uh, the friends stake out the museum. 
Oh yeah, and lithographs are another name for. It's like a poster. It's a, it's a form of art. It, 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 a painting. Think of it as a painting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, uh, Aquaman. Luckily, there happens to be a river that's right next to the building. Because otherwise, Aquaman would be useless. Uh, it's still, you could make some arguments that he is still useless. Yeah, he's there. He literally asks a fish if the fish has seen anything suspicious. Uh, Batman is just like hanging around outside, and uh, a car drives by and nearly hits Robin, and Robin has to jump out of the way and, and on... pan to a sign in the grass that says "Keep off the grass." Yes, and Batman starts screaming at him for staying on the grass and. Instead of just allowing himself to be hit by a car. Um, Wonder Woman is flying around at her invisible plane. Wonder Woman, not invisible when she's in the plane. The plane is invisible around her. Although... She's still totally visible. In some scenes, it, they actually drew Wonder Woman in. In other scenes, it was just kind of a black blur. Lazy animation. Very lazy. Very lazy. <laughs> Wonder Woman... I just, I, it just cracks the idea that you can still see Wonder Woman when she's flying. So she's just flying in a seated position through the air. Why have an invisible plane if it doesn't turn you invisible? I, again, the science thing, mm-hmm. kind of escaping uh, in this show. But um, superheroes just weren't as super back then. They were, they were more about friendship than right. being heroes it's just every time there's anything that makes people invisible in any kind of fiction like harry potter's invisibility cloak isn't just a cloak that is invisible and he can put it on and no one can tell he's wearing a cloak it wouldn't be as useful no that would not be useful he's just like wandering around the cold like harry aren't you cold (laughs) you don't know i'm wearing a cloak and they're like well it still looks like you're cold right (laughs) (laughs) yeah you've got no clothes on under that cloak harry it's a wiener, Harry. <laughs> Harry just shows up the classic. Harry, you're naked. No, no. I'm in compliance with the dress code. I am wearing a cloak. It's just invisible. Can't can't do anything about it. You know what they should have had hmm. back then in the seventies? Crossover between Harry Potter and right. Scooby Doo. That, that was a thing. great Anna Barbera show. <laughs> that was a thing in the seventies. Harry Potter. Harry Barbera. Harry Barbera, there you go. Um and so Wonder Woman's flying around. Uh, Superman is just in the museum as Clark Kent. It's I'm not clear if the museum guards understood that he's also Superman or not. It, um, I, no, he was dressed as Clark, Clark Kent. But why would the Clark, only scene that he was Clark Kent actually? Why would Clark Kent just be in the museum? Why are they explaining all the security to Clark Kent? Um, well, before the security guards did anything. They mm. were looking around yeah. and they said they got it on lock. Yeah, they said there's three security guards in this building. There's no way anyone can get past Because there's one at the window security guards. and one at the door and one at the back door. Right. Which are the only access points for this particular lithograph museum. Right. Can't get past three security guards. It can't be done. That place is like Fort Knox. You know how Fort Knox, they have the, the one door so they have one security guard. It's foolproof. It's just simple math. Yeah. Uh, so security guards aren't typically the the brightest individuals, but yeah, security guards not great security by themselves. It's not gonna stop. I mean, we saw what happened when Robin Williams tried to guard a museum for one night. Right. You mean Ben Stiller? 
Oh, was it Ben Stiller? Yeah. Robin Williams was uh, Teddy Roosevelt in those movies. Yeah. Um, I'm... God, I feel like such a fucking nerd right now. I'm just correcting you. <laughs> no one would have questioned it. No, one no one's going to go back and watch Night at the Museum. <laughs> no one gives a fuck about whether... Or, or Night at the Museum 2, where Robin Williams was actually the main character. <laughs> uh, so the Wonder Dog starts sneezing again, and the lithographs just suddenly disappear. The guards uh, just lock down the museum. Why did they lock down the museum beforehand? They know someone's announced they're going to steal these. All well, these bars come slamming down. I would start questioning Clark Kent at this point because he he came up and said that the lithographs were going to be stolen and then distracted all the guards and then all the lithographs were gone. This is what I'm saying. He should have just been Superman. If he's Superman, people would get why he's there. If he's Clark Kent, it's very weird and suspicious that he's there. And... Really, why the costume change? He was hanging out at the uh, Hall of Justice League, uh, dressed as Superman. Right. Costume change. Yeah. Goes to the museum. Yeah. Mild Man and Clark Kent. Costume change the next, in the same scene, yeah. I think, and then flies off. Yeah. And so they, this is the part where they split up gang. Right. And uh, they make a use out of their superpowers. There's no reason for Clark... Clark in, in general, I, I feel like Superman should just be Superman all the time. Why does he need a secret identity? Super sperm? Something like that? <laughs> I heard there was something about super sperm. Someone I, said something I guess he wants sperm. to lead like a normal life if he if he's doing that. But just as... When he's fighting crime, there's no reason to be fighting crime as Clark Kent. It doesn't... It, it, this is a dumb show. It's dumb. It's very dumb. Uh, everyone just starts shitting on Marvin again. Just... No, that's a continual thing throughout this whole thing. Nobody likes Marvin. How did Marvin get involved with the Super Friends, do you think? Um, he stopped by their base because he said he wanted to be a superhero. And he was studying for a college exam. We should describe Marvin. Marvin uh, wears like bell-bottom pants. He's got a t-shirt. He looks exactly like Shaggy. He looks very similar to Shaggy. <laughs> I have to describe. He's Shaggy with a cape. Yeah, he's got a cape and he's got a t-shirt with an M on it. That's kind of a superhero costume. It's just a t-shirt to cape. Uh, so the man, Although we never see him out of the superhero costume. Yeah. And it's not really a secret. It's not even a superhero name. It's just his name. It's not even like Marvin Man. It's just Marvin. It is just Marvin. Yeah. Wonder Dog also has a cape. <laughs> You'll never guess what's on his cape. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. It's just a green cape. Uh, it's W. Is it? It's, yeah. Okay, maybe it's a W. Uh, so the mad scientist... Calls again, and he threatens to steal $5 million unless they give him $1 million. And this is, they have to make it clear that this is coming straight from the uh, yes. treasury. Right. And it's being shipped in a shipping container that is impenetrable. Right, to Hawaii. And then um, there's, there's like an armored car that they're, I, I guess they must be transporting it to the boat in this armored car. And... Uh, the criminal's master plan is to park a tractor in a tunnel so that the armored car can't drive through the tunnel. And then they just, they park it and they run away. And that's kind of it. it. It wasn't a very well thought out plan. Yeah. But here's the first clue that they have that, well, obviously the, the criminals are always kind of dumb. But this is the first clue we have that they're not stealing the money. Because if they were stealing the money then they would steal the money and not you know, demand a million dollars. Think about it like that, but that 
when you put it like that, maybe that is intentional. Maybe it's supposed to be kind of weird. And, and this whole, this fact flies right over the superhero's head. They're just yes. like, you know, there's no way they can get in here. Um, Superman, of course, using his power of sight only after the things are gone. Well, ho- before we get to that, uh, yeah. Batman and Robin throw a rope around the, the tractor and they just drag it out of the tunnel. Yeah, so this is actually, uh, I should make a note, this is the first time that Batman and Robin uh, invade uh, a foreign, <laughs> uh, unknown cave together. Right. Sort of uh, going spelunking, if you will. <laughs> uh, you know, it's with... Shows like this and, and movies, it's it's tricky sometimes. With like that, the criminal demanding, saying, "I will steal five million unless you give me one million. In this case, that was absolutely a, a clue to his real intentions and what's really going on. But it's hard sometimes to tell the difference between a trick and really poor writing, because mm-hmm. a lot of times there's things like that that just don't make any sense and it doesn't lead anywhere. It just Shitty writing. And speaking of uh, getting clues and hard things, mm. uh, Batman and Robin going into that cave. <laughs> very excited about going in and exploring a foreign cave together. Just very excited. Hey, speaking of going into caves, want to play some Bill or No Bill? I think we're ready for another round of Bill or, or No Bill. George, this person famously said, My name is Bill Hardick. That is my real name. Here are two forms of government ID. Do you need my social security number? I can give you that too. Once again, my name is Bill Hardick. George, Bill or no Bill? This is a uh, another toughie, another zinger. I no, I heard the question okay. very clearly. Um, still a little focused on the cave, but yes. we'll we'll leave that aside for now. My name is Bill Hardick. Bill Hardick. So, is that something Bill would say? This is, um, again, Master of Disguise. Sure. Dated Danny for two years, mm-hmm. engaged for another two years. Yeah. Uh, very. Um, Bill's name is Bill Hardick. That could be a clue. Mm-hmm. Does Bill have very ambiguous, though. forms of government ID? Does he know social security number? Does he have the, uh, the faculties to mm-hmm. remember two forms of ID is the mm-hmm. question. Is he going to uh, figure that part out? Mm. I, I'm just not seeing this as a bill question. I, I think it's a no bill. You think it's a no I'm bill? Going, I'm not locking in no bill. George? That was no bill! Oh my god! You are very good at this game. <laughs> I practiced. I studied my whole, whole life this. one so far. I think you're four and one. Four and one? All right, George. This person is not Melissa Joan Hart. Not Another, Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, Is Bill Melissa Joan Hart? Tough Bill related question. Melissa Joan Hart stars Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I wouldn't have was known Bill on that show. Saw, but of course it would be a 90s show that you uh, sure. probably watched on the regular. <laughs> was Bill on Sabrina the Teenage Witch? While uh, what was you Bill did doing in the 90s? Want to date Sabrina the Teenage Witch mm. in the 90s? Uh, Bill was not Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You probably. Maybe had some uh, some little celebrity crush there. Right. Maybe you would have uh, been attracted to that. Maybe he would have uh, possibly thrown out a Melissa Joan Hart. Remember, yeah. the question is, or the, the the clue is, this person is not Melissa Joan Hart. Right. So keep that in mind. And I don't know if costumes count for this sort of thing, but I'm going to lock in Bill. 
Either way. Say Bill. Either way, I'm locking in Bill. Bill. Locking in Bill. George? That was a Bill. That was a Bill and a wig. George, wow, this wig is really nice. Yeah. It's a, oh, that's a quality wig right there. It's a driver's license of Bill with a pin wig. My favorite part about this photo is that he is an organ donor. Yes. Important to know. That should have been a clue. This person is an organ donor. All right, George. Doing amazingly well. You really know your dad. Well, I was doing practice bill or no bills. I got uh, Saturday to write me some some uh, note cards, just like. All right, George. This person is king of the Jews. Ooh, king, king of the, the Jews. Jews. Now, king of the Jews. a lot of people who aren't Jewish might not know that the Jews don't have a king. Mm. But since you clearly uh, are a historian. King of the Jews is often a, a, a title given to Jesus Christ. King of the Jews. George gave me a very Never incredulous look. Heard that in my George, whole life. Is, George is raised Jewish. He does not realize. Uh, king of the Jews. He was crucified because he called himself King of the Jews. Interesting. We did just talk about this today. Mm. And... Uh, is Bill King of the Jews? I... I is mean, Bill Jesus Christ? He's, he's not. Is we did father? have this exact conversation okay. before. I was saying that he was not. You were saying that he was. Mm. Since he wrote these no cards, I know it I know it says Bill on there, but I'm still locking in no Bill. George, you're incorrect. It's a Bill. I know because <laughs> you made the cards. That doesn't make it true. <laughs> Look, I didn't make the cards. These are... <laughs> It comes out of a set. Yeah, exactly. Right. Are we, we going to pause for a little bit more uh, discussion? I think we need to Let's do one more, more, and then we'll okay. do a discussion. All right, George. Last one for this round. You're doing very well. I um, did actually get that last one, but I you locked, locked in, in no bill. <laughs> against your own judgment. <laughs> no, it's not my judgment. I knew what it said, but I was just mad about it. <laughs> All right. This person has never traveled... More than 12 blocks from the hospital where they were born. This person never traveled more than 12 blocks from the hospital where they were born. Is that Bill? Now, since uh, your most recent encounter, uh, I should say uh, romantic encounter, um, was less than uh, fortunate. Um, I guess before Wednesday, there was Tuesday. And she uh, actually... I say she, Bill and Wig, basically, mm, right. end of the story, Correct. cutting to the chase. I said um, on the, the podcast that uh, I, <laughs> the story I gave was that that relationship I fell into because she asked me what I was thinking and I panicked and said I wanted to be in a relationship. That was a lie. It, it just, I didn't want to admit that I'd been dating Bill and Wig again. Again. Um, and it happens to the best of us. You know, I, I always try to reassure uh Danny when this happens, hmm. which is a lot, twice to three times uh, a year. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyways, I, I'm locking in no Bill. Uh, Bill was actually Bill. born in Pennsylvania, so 12 miles from Pennsylvania is probably 12 blocks. 12 blocks. Oh, blocks. I think 12 blocks from Pennsylvania is like closer to like New Jersey than mm. New York. So I'm going to lock in no Bill. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting strategy. Engine strategy. And lock and no bill, George. That's a bill. No! Bill, <laughs> bill never traveled more than 12 blocks from the hospital. Because Absolutely incredulous. <laughs> Judging by the 
logistics of that. Well, it looks like I'm going closer to 50 50 now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's evening now. We should, we should play. I, play. I feel like a lot of these questions you put as Bill because you had too many Bill <laughs> pictures printed out. Not true. I got this game out of a set. If you want to play Bill in a wig at home, uh, it's available at any. Log on to BillInAWig.com. Uh, we have an eBay store. <laughs> I want That's to actually play... why I'm on the podcast. I want to... I'm promoting. I want to play this game with the real Bill. How much fun that be to see how well he knows himself. Uh, so back on the, the Super Friends, Marvin is fucking around like a fucking jackass. Speaking of, actually, that that brings up a very good point. It's a very deep conversation right there. We're about to get to some very very deep uh, emotional thoughts that uh, are going on with this uh, so quote-unquote evil man. Well, that, that's coming in a, a few minutes, but before that, they're on the boat. This is the scene. You always have to correct Because you're fucking wrong. You're wrong about everything. You're wrong about your dad. You're wrong about Night at the Museum. You're wrong about Scooby-Doo. You don't know shit. You're a fucking piece of shit. You're an asshole. You're a loser. Bring up some you. good points. Yeah. Right. I want you off this podcast. I want you out of my house. Get the fuck out of here. And that's all the time we have. So they're on the boat, and Marvin's fucking around, and they run into that guy from the library. And uh, Wendy tells him that she saw a Brazilian agate the other day. And he says, oh, that's a very nice bird. And she says... That's weird because he claims to be a rock expert and he doesn't know that that's a rock. I watched this episode twice. I never heard him claim to be a rock expert. That is true, but you have to respect the, the quality of the clues that they're giving. Like, this is not, oh my gosh, we saw a guy dressed as bone wig. It must be bone wig. <laughs> this is like very careful deduction and planning. And uh, the strange part is, they keep bringing up these clues to the super friends mm-hmm. who disregarded them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It feels like two different shows. Like the superheroes don't want to be associated with the Wonder Dog and, and company, the, the mystery crew. It, it, it doesn't. It, it feels like these are they are they don't even want to be in the same scene. They always try to to split them up into different scenes whenever possible. Uh, but, but Wonder Dog sneezes because he smells some almonds. And then uh, the, the, the guy, whatever his name is, he, the one who did not claim to be a rock expert, he smells like almonds. So they follow him. Uh, they just chase him around. They go to a pizzeria. And Wonder Dog just starts spinning a pizza on his finger. Yes, he does. And the pepperonis form like an arrow that points they, to they the, did the guy. Another clue, possibly. So here's another uh, uh, element of Scooby-Doo that they took. Hmm. But instead of making Scooby kind of an idiot, mm-hmm. he's much more helpful. He's more like um, Lassie in that way where he can't communicate, but he can somehow – well, I have to I have to say that pizza guy was not doing his job completely correctly. Yeah, he threw the pizza dough like out the he window did throw the pizza onto out the a dog. At a dog. <laughs> but – he was able to spin the pizza and the pepperonis formed an arrow. Right. The dog did. We, we uh, should yes. say that uh, he's, he's, he's very much like Scooby-Doo. He's like uh, kind of an anthropomorphic. He can't talk exactly, but he can almost talk. He can very, 
he can communicate. He does make sounds. Yeah. And uh, there, there's some more chasing of the guy. There's kind of like a yakety sax thing going on. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm trying to play yakety sax. It's not working. Fuck it. Um, and then meanwhile the, the superheroes realize Superman looks at the, the boat that they were on with his x-ray vision and sees that all of the money is gone and they just really jump to this conclusion that the, the guy isn't uh, stealing the money he's just destroying it with gas that creates an almond smell and that's because uh, Robin checked the porthole Mm-hmm. on the ship and it wasn't budging. So he checked the only entrance. It wasn't guarded by a guard. Right. And it didn't open. So then they concluded that they sprayed something underneath the door. Which dissolved the money. That's the only other that dissolved solution. the money. <laughs> so as far as like it falls the the clues that they were laid out earlier in the show, they're like, oh it's you know, they don't they can't get to the money, but they are destroying it. Um, this is why the, um, the the scientist said, "Give me five million, or, or give me one million, or else I'm going to take five million. Mm-hmm. He rather than just taking the five million, because he can't actually take the five million. He just makes it disappear. So it seems like he he took it. Right. And and we we quickly start learning that he might have uh, ulterior motives than just money. Yes. Uh, the the Wonder Dog and, and company, uh, they follow the guy, uh, Professor Baffles is the, the name of the, uh, or that's like his mad scientist name. It's a scientist who, who's been threatening to destroy everything. It turns out he's being ca- held captive by a couple of goons who are dressed like orderlies. And uh, they they kidnap the, the, the kids and the dog. And then the episode takes a weirdly nihilistic and just very yeah, dark first- turn. Professor Baffles is working uh, willingly with the thugs. Yes. And then he he has this ulterior motive that still, it's very uh, telling of the times that it was created in, 1970s. It's just so, this is very much a, a children's show. This is 100% for like six-year-olds. And this is, the, the guy's plan is, he says... He gets this just wide-eyed, crazed look in his face, and his eyes get huge, and his pupils just become little pinpricks. He just says that man was originally pure and good, but they've become corrupt through bad examples, so we've got to wipe the slate of history clean. I'm going to destroy all the museums and the records and the books and the libraries. Is Every record of the past must be destroyed. Sort of a Chairman Mao approach to uh, humanity. Yeah. And it was around the same time, you know, so it's 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 teaching kids about uh, the dangers of communism. Just setting a, a, hitting the reset button mm-hmm. on history. Yeah, just kill everyone over 35, uh, burn all the books. So his his whole plan was to destroy all artwork, not, not just uh, that one museum, but destroy all artwork, all traces of humanity, and just start all over. Yeah. Because history has taught us to be evil. Any record of any kind of the past must be destroyed. That is weird. The most dark and insidious. I would be more comfortable if he just said he wanted to take over the world. This is evil on like a... It's it's 
very evil, but also much more uh, developed ideology than most super villains that we see in today's it's TV shows. It's a lot more complex and for, for a children's show. Very it's... nuanced, very uh, uh, con- contemporary of the time. At the time, uh, these ideas of you know communism, the Red Scare, basically taking over and destroying all of history. Yeah, I guess maybe that's where they got the idea. It's an interesting influence. Uh, we should say Professor Baffles, very much a white guy. And uh, also Baffles, funniest uh, yeah. communist leader ever to exist. Professor Baffles sounds like a dog's name. <laughs> It'd be a good name for a dog. What's that, Professor Baffles? <laughs> <laughs> you want to wipe the slate of history clean. <laughs> you want to destroy all record of the, of the past? <laughs> Uh, so Wonder Dog tries to to escape to alert the Super Friends, and everyone just casually throws around the two remaining vials of the the disappearing juice. They're just like throwing it at each other and just making tables. And I'm sorry, I have to stop you there. Did, did you say disappearing juice? <laughs> juice, juice, juice. Okay. Yeah, juice. Uh, this is like super dangerous stuff that they're just throwing around very casually at each other. It's like a squirt gun fight with like sulfuric acid. This is very dangerous. And meanwhile, the dog is having a horrible allergy attack because, again, bloodhounds, very good at smelling things, also very good at having allergies. Yeah. And uh, they eventually just throw it on the floor, making the floor disappear, and... uh, Allowing... uh, Wonder Dog to escape out the window. Yeah, there's like a just a clothesline. They, they were drying their clothes, from? I guess. Uh, every I why there was a rope just strung across there. They put up their clothes. It, we should say when I say that it it makes things disappear. I'm not saying it like dissolve. I'm saying it just magically like almonds just gone. <laughs> Except just, for almonds. So uh, the professor in the in the previous scene actually admitted that he was still working out a couple kinks in the chemicals and that the almond smell was the only thing that he couldn't get rid of. Yeah. and he, So if you can imagine a 1970s uh, idea of science where everything is made up of uh, very complex chemicals and reactions, um, which, you know, can be instantly destroyed and then all that's left is almonds. Yeah. And we should say that he, uh, he also says in that scene, they ask him, how do you hold this substance? He says, oh, the only thing that it can't destroy is glass. Feels like a Chekhov's gun moment does not come up again. That is never relevant to the plot. They Actually, I, I don't know. It, it, we didn't see it touch any people, but it's never affected any people on the show. So can't affect glass, uh, can't dissolve almonds, no, cannot can't, dissolve it can people. dissolve almonds. It just makes things smell like almonds when it dissolves things. I think it could affect people too. It just it's a kids show, so they don't. I mean, not they never prove that it could or couldn't dissolve almonds on a show, so we'll just leave that one up in the air. I think it's safe to say it can dissolve almonds. No, each is And I, I think it can dissolve people. It just it's a kids show, so they didn't want to see someone being vaporized. Uh, I mean, it was pretty close to some people, and they were just kind of willy nilly tossing about. Well, that's what I'm saying: is they're lunatics. They're. they're Dangerous people. Uh, so, so the not not uh, authorized by any sheriff or law 
uh, abiding organization. In fact, the government comes up many times on this yes. show, and it's never spoken about well. Well, that's actually something we'll, we'll get to in a few minutes. Uh, because uh, Wonder Dog goes out the window, goes to alert the super friends. They all come back and find Wendy and Marvin gone, along with the goons and Professor Baffles. And they've written this riddle on the wall, which just tells them nothing. It's a, it's a bad riddle. It's just like, if you want to find where Wendy and Marvel, uh, Marvin have gone, uh, look off the coast of Spain or in a balloon in the air or in the Andes Mountains or a cave. All those are just huge regions so, uh, to I'm going to give the audience just a, a chance to guess who is assigned to explore uh, this cave <laughs> and whether it's... Uh, one person, or maybe a couple. It could of be a, a duo. A duo, sorts. a dynamic duo mm, of sorts. Could be, could be. But first, Aquaman uh, is assigned to look off the entire coast of Spain. <laughs> the entire, they could be anywhere off the coast of Spain. And, and this is where you kind of see that the the writers had a vague idea of uh, who the United States was allied with at the time, but not like really. Cause I assume that they're writing this from the perspective of the justice league, uh, is American. Yes. Uh, the, the justice league for most of its incarnations and certainly at this era it would have been, uh, is the justice league of America. JLA. But this is may or may not be the justice league. It's not clear. They meet in the Hall of Justice League. That's true. They never explicitly say they are the Justice League. They are super and friends. Yes. So let's get into how super, let's go to this cave thing. I'm ready for the cave. I'm so confused by, is, we we talked about this off the air, but is, are they friends who are super or is their friendship itself super? What does super friends mean? Now, uh, cunnilinguists throughout uh, I don't think that word has. Let me just okay. get to this point. Uh, linguists throughout history have examined uh, mm. whether they are super friends right. or superheroes who are friends. Right now, they never really say that they're heroes on this show. Yes. I mean, Marvin keeps calling them heroes, but they keep telling him to shut up, which might be an indication that they're not heroes. They're sure. just regular people who happen to have invisible jets. Right. I don't think the word linguists means what you think it means. Conlinguist, yes. Conlinguist. I don't think that's the word you're looking for. Uh, it is, in fact, the word that I'm looking for. <laughs> Next question, please. Someone who just eats pussy professionally. Yeah, yes. conlinguist. <laughs> uh, so, so Aquaman, it starts off with him. Uh, he's, he's just looking off the coast of Spain. He spots a submarine he doesn't recognize and immediately... Well, the voiceover says that it's a submarine that he doesn't recognize. He never explicitly talks right. on the show. Actually, it seems he, that he can communicate with fish, but he's, like, not really a talker. He, I think he might have one or two lines, but very little. Um, all, all the superheroes are, are very wooden, and they almost have, like, the same voice. Kind of the narrator's voice. Yeah, it, it, they don't really have much personality at all. It's, the show seems much more focused on... I learn more about the fish than Aquaman <laughs> in this uh, next segment. Well, Aquaman sees a submarine he doesn't recognize and reacts by trying to rip open the airlock. So, if you, so this is another everyone. indication that 
uh, maybe they're saying the United States is allied with Spain and that this is a Soviet sub without explicitly saying it. But essentially, he's committing an act of war. Yes. Which might actually set off some nukes 100%. if it were more realistic. Yes. I mean, bare minimum, he's going to kill everyone in that submarine because just, just on a hunch, he's like, mm, doesn't look familiar. I don't recognize this submarine. You better kill everyone. I've got a, a exact memory of all the submarines in existence. This one doesn't look familiar. Gotta kill them all. Which, at the time, not looking familiar was a sign that you needed to report them to the government. Or just kill them. Uh, just or, drown them. Or uh, just uh, martial law, kind of like... Not martial... What is the word I'm thinking? Uh... Citizens, citizen, citizen vigilante, kind of the vigilante justice. Yeah, vigilante justice. I think is what you're going for. I and mean, he is a vigilante, I, I guess. Yes. Or is it because he's? The... I'd still leave it up to the uh, uh, military analysts, even though they messed up that whole Iraq War thing. I'm, I'm going to say they probably have a better idea about that submarine than Aquaman. Is Aquaman a vigilante because he's the king of Atlantis? How far do the does the territory of Atlantis stretch? Well, if it's off the coast of Spain, and I, I, I just don't know too much about... My focus is not really a, a maritime law, it's more bird law. <laughs> what are the boundaries of a country? How far do their boundaries go past their coastline into the water? Uh, I think it's 100 miles or so. Oh, okay. Or 10 miles? No, 10 miles. Yeah. Okay. One of those. It's it's a certain amount of miles. Okay, so but I think it's about ten miles off the coast, and actually the coast or the uh, whatever the Gibraltar Strait, the mm-hmm. Strait, um, is also international waters because uh, of some kind of other maritime law. There you go. The more you know. Maritime facts with George, and uh, also learning a lot from a children's show about uh, international policy <laughs> as dictated by the king of the sea, right. the king of Atlantis. Right. I've got this um, uh, bit that I've, I've always, it's like kind of a premise I've always wanted to do, but it's, I, I can't do it because it was inspired by a another comedian I've seen who has a, a similar bit. And I just saw that and I'm like, oh, fuck, this guy's doing it wrong. There's a much better way to do this bit that would be so much funnier, but I can't do it. Because it's his bit now. Oh, is it that Jen Gaffigan one about Hot Pockets? Yeah, that's it. No, <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy I know who does a bit about the Coast Guard. And uh, just like, what is the purpose of the Coast Guard? How, like, like the idea of training them. I just think it would be so funny to have a guy like him. So what happens if, uh, uh, like, someone tries to invade the, the U.S. Coast Guard? Like a, like a guy being trained in the Coast Guard. He's like, what happens if, uh, what do we do if someone tries to invade? And I'm like, I don't know. It's never come up. It's never, never been an issue. We don't know how to handle this. Uh, so, as Aquaman tries to murder the everyone in the submarine, a bunch of uh, ropes uh, shoot out and just. And here wrap we see uh, kind of the first incantations of uh, tentacle porn. Tentacle porn uh, rising up, kind of Hanna Barbera, a more like. Japanese style artwork. Hanna Barbera after dark. Again, another deleted scene where uh, Aquaman was taken advantage of by allegedly metal ropes. Allegedly, those were metal ropes right. that were holding him down. Yeah. So, uh, cut to 
the next superhero in peril. Yes, Superman finds a hot... Now, now, so Aquaman was patrolling the seas off the coast of Spain. Yeah. Very specific. Right. Uh, <laughs> Superman has to find a balloon that's somewhere on Earth. It could be anywhere. No, but it was a hot air balloon. We know that for sure. Yes, it was a hot air balloon, but it's just in the air. It could be anywhere on Earth. He has no trouble finding this. It, he, was, he was right on point. Yeah. Uh, but he, he just... His, how does he know? There's got to be multiple hot air balloons in the air at any given time. How does he know he's got the right one? Um, it's probably one around Russia. I'm going to say it was around <laughs> Russia. They just don't like to use like names of non-allied countries on the show. I they guess. just leave them out. I feel like out. you're reading too deep I, into this. I feel like I'm reading just enough into this. But he finds the weather, uh, the, the hot air balloon, and he just jumps on board and finds it's filled with kryptonite. And so he's... He's trapped there. He's depowered. And uh, the narrator explains to us that kryptonite takes away his powers. It also makes him very sleepy. He just falls It actually has a lot of effects that heroin usually has. So (laughs) maybe uh, Superman was a little cranked out. Right. You know how heroin uh, took away Kurt Cobain's superpowers and depowered him. Uh, So Wonder Woman lands her plane in the Andes. That, That was her... Clue is just search the entire Andes, and she sees like a like a flashing beacon. She goes down to investigate, and uh, there's just like a stairway into the ground, and she just starts climbing down it, and it turns into like a slide, and she's just trapped at the bottom. <laughs> and now, do we remember why she went down that particular route? I, I believe there's a sign above it that said, "Like secret base down this way." <laughs> It, it also, Wonder Woman in, in modern incarnations, they've done away with the, the invisible plane because that's just dumb as hell. She can just fly. So this is like, it just bothers me. This is something that would not be a problem. There's no top to this pit. It's just a pit. And she's just stuck there. She is stuck in the pit. And I thought that she was going to have a lasso or something to escape. She does have a lasso. does not make any effort to escape. Uh... She just didn't uh, feel it was particularly necessary. We talked about sexism a lot on this show and how women are represented. And the only thing that keeps me from calling this sexist is that all the superheroes are just equally incompetent. This is not Wonder Woman being singled out and making no effort to escape. None of them really make any effort. Oh, I'm I'm just riveted for the next scene. Just on the edge <laughs> of my seat. Is uh, George's favorite... Uh, but before we get that, it's time for Bill or No Bill. Bill? Or No Bill. No bill. <laughs> All right, George. This person, this person once chugged an entire gallon of ranch dressing. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere else with this one. Purely out of spite. <laughs> this person once chugged an entire gallon of ranch dressing out of spite. Does that sound like something Bill would do? Now I remember a scene. I think it was, uh, I think it was in the past year or so, a Matt Damon movie where he chugged an entire gallon of milk. Um, reminds me a lot of our experiences in New York. We once uh, uh, we, we do have a lot of history here, even before Danny uh, became more familiar with the area. We once did the gallon challenge in Central Park in the middle of the summer. We just drank a gallon of milk apiece. It was atrocious. Yeah. 
It disgusting. Was, it was not well thought out. And we loved every minute of it. We had about an hour, and then we had to go visit George's grandmother. And we said, Let's Nothing's just, better than visiting your grandma with milk farts. Let's just go chug these, these gallons of milk really quick, and then we'll go see George's grandmother while we have horrible diarrhea. And then we'll go see the Penn & Teller show on Broadway and uh, just be trying really hard not to shit ourselves the entire time. Mission accomplished. I had the assumption doing this that we'll just we'll, we'll puke throughout the whole thing and then we'll finish the milk and we'll just be fine. We forgot about the milk retention. Yeah, that's not how the human body works. You can't just puke a bunch of times and then you feel totally fine for the rest of the day. You feel terrible the whole rest of the day. <laughs> There's a lot of sweating, especially because it's so hot. Yeah, it was very hot. It was yeah, the middle it was of summer. It was not the most ideal day to it was do like this the middle of July. Day. Actually, no day is really great. So I, I think it was fantastic. I think it was a fantastic experience. It was a mistake. And I'm going to say, uh, so now Matt Damon did not drink that gallon of milk out of spite. Right. Matt Damon did it because he was locked out of his house mm-hmm. and he needed something to to just snack on. Sure. And uh, this is not milk, though. Keep in mind, this is ranch. this is ranch dressing. And if I, I know anything a lot harder about to Bill, chunk than milk. Very thick. He does love his thick juices. And you can't keep... They don't sell ranch by the gallon. You'd have to have like a bunch of bottles of ranch lined up. I clearly remember... Uh, now, you know how you get those messages from a girlfriend uh, during the relationship. And it's kind of like them and like scantily clad things. I do remember uh, a particular message from when you were dating your last girlfriend... Uh, of a human being completely covered in ranch dressing. <laughs> and now, if I'm not mistaken, that was actually Bill in a wig. So, I'm going to lock in Bill in a wig on this one. Going to Bill in a wig. Going to Bill in a wig? George? That's correct. There's a Bill in a wig. There's a Bill in a wig. Very good at this game. All right, George. This person loves wigs. They love wigs. Still love wigs? What do you think? He does, he does love his wigs. If you've ever seen his closet, uh, which, I don't know, do you, do you visit your girlfriend's houses before you get married to them? <laughs> no, never. Okay, that's probably for the best. I have no... Honestly. No visiting policy. Uh, it's it's a filthy, filthy place. Lots of wigs, lots of ranch dressing. <laughs> I, I don't know if the question's wording has anything to do with it, though, because if you think about it, does he really... Let's let's break it down for a second. Hmm. Does he love wigs? He certainly wears wigs. He does wear wigs. Does he love them? He loves being in disguise. Hmm. Does, does he, he love, love wigs? the wigs themselves? Now, I, this brings me back to a story about a very famous wig maker. Hmm. Also played by Matt Damon <laughs> in uh, a movie last year. In which Matt Damon, uh, portraying this elderly uh, woman, uh, falls in love with wigs hmm. and builds uh, a person out of wigs. I don't think any of these movies which, <laughs> she, which she names Grey Babe. <laughs> and uh, you might you might be familiar with the Hanna Barbera sure. version of this. Yeah. It's one of those shows that was turned into a movie, so we'll probably have to end up watching the movie. <laughs> one of those shows that was turned into like a really gritty <laughs> live action movie. Like a true Detective, one, not two. Right. Um, Batman v Grey Babe. I am feeling. The way that this question is worded is leading me towards a no-bill answer, and I'm locking in no-bill. Not even no-bill. Locking in no-bill. This person loves wigs. You're saying no-bill. That's correct! Who's ah! the best? 
Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Those wigs. Oh, man. You're very good. I was also going to say Sia. Mm. Sia also loves wigs. Also loves wigs. Not according to this card. But hats are more her thing. Mm. That's why the card was going with Lady Gaga. Yeah. Let's do one more. I mean, this is from a box set, as we all know. Right, right. Okay. Now available on eBay. Right. And Amazon. Yes. This person was roller skating through the park when they saw our friend Sanjay, who they had only met once, playing basketball, and they stopped the basketball game to teach Sanjay Taekwondo without ever taking off their roller skates. Roller skating through the park, saw our friend Sanjay, who they'd only met once, stopped the basketball game to teach Sanjay Taekwondo without taking off their roller skates. Made Sanjay very uncomfortable. Now, Did not know this how question, to this. very specifically worded, it... Does that it's that way for a reason. Uh, if I can remember back in the summer of 2000, uh, was it 2001 or 2002, maybe? I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, there was a park named mm. uh, Rathburn Park, right I, near uh, where Danny lived. I don't think this is a real place. So, oftentimes, my dad would try to be, or Bill... Mm. would try to do dad stuff. Sure. And this is one of those prime times when uh, everyone remembers when they were a child and rollerblading with their father. Uh, this time it was my brother that he was teaching these important life lessons to. But he actually uh, recognized one of my friends uh, from <clears throat> from class one of my classmates, uh, just playing basketball in the park, mm. not really asking any questions about Taekwondo no. or Judo, but this kind of unsolicited, very drawn out explanation, <laughs> much like the one I'm giving right now. Sure. Uh, so this was actually a real thing that happened. And it, I mean, I, I can lock in Bill, but I already know the answer. It's Bill. You think it's Bill? It's Bill. You sure? I am 1,000% positive it's Bill. But are you 100% sure? Uh, oh, shoot. I'm not good with percentages. It's Bill. Okay. It's Bill? Let's find out if you're right. George? No, it's Bill in a wig. It's Bill in a wig. <laughs> uh, if, he, if you saw his hair now, he actually does have hair that long. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Moving on. Yes. Uh... There was someone who went into a cave on the show. Oh, yes, the that? cave scene. If I were to just throw out a wild guess mm. as to who would love to explore caves together, let's just say, like, that uh, caves that they're not really like, familiar with. Like, it's, it's like you go out to the... To, you go out all night on the town, you find a nice cave. Right right in front of your face hole. Move that mic. You, you, you know, there you go. You, you go out on the town, you find a nice cave. Hmm. And uh, you just want to explore it with your best friend. Yes. And uh, that was that was Batman and Robin. That's the correct. Duo. Batman and Robin go into a cave. Batman walks through a trip wire, not over it. Through his foot goes through the wire. Uh, Robin trips over it, causing a rock to fall in front of the cave. And Bat- Batman, a rock that uh, was suspended using a. A stick. Gigantic boulder perched and very precariously. A boulder perched precariously above it. And uh, 
Batman thinks that the tripwire is suspicious, and Robin is very incredulous. Batman's like, be careful of wires where wires shouldn't be, and Robin's like, no, nah. Very cryptic response yeah. to uh, an obvious track. Yeah. Robin's like, I don't know. This doesn't seem like anything. Uh, Wendy, Marvin, and the professor. And usually, uh, Batman loves driving his car into the cave, <laughs> uh, exploring the cave very quickly, mm-hmm. um, and very, uh, smoothly transitioning in and out of the cave. Um, never really wearing a helmet though, I noticed. No. It's one of the things that bothered me about this scene, but you know, it was the seventies. Sure. They didn't, they didn't have AIDS. They don't have to worry about that. Wendy, Marvin, and the professor pour a disappearing solution on the wall uh, of their, their, they're being held in like a, uh, I think we missed this, but they're being held up in an amusement park. And No, 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 we didn't miss it. It just very awkwardly transitioned where they were somehow captured and then in an amusement park. Yeah, yeah. So they're in an amusement park and they pour a disappearing solution on the wall and they escape and they just walk right into a monkey cage and... For just no reason. They just wander in there and the goons just lock the door on them. And they're like, well, you are not good at escaping. How do you... Okay, well, I guess you're still here. But you can also say the goons are not very good at checking their... Uh, um, checking... Their prisoners. Their prisoners for disappearing, for solution. disappearing solution. Yeah, they don't take the disappearing solution away when... Even after they've used yeah, it. Even once. after this scene. Yeah. They just let them have that. Aquaman has given up hope. He, he sends out a telepathic call uh, for any creature within, it says like four miles to come save him. And only one whale and one, two eels come to save him. But he, he's just lying there, uh, just giving up hope and they, they come and save him. So yeah, these metal wires have now trapped him and pulled him under the submarine. Yes. And it actually... Adding another layer to yes. uh, escape from. It actually, they worded this they had this line so awkwardly worded that it, I, I, for the most part, I really think this is innocent stuff, but this line was so strangely worded that it feels like it has to be innuendo of some kind where it says that this sperm whale like thrust itself into the bowels of the ship, of the submarine. They did say bowels and they did not need to say bowels. They did it was not, not the correct word No. And the fact that they specified a sperm whale was such a weird choice. Uh, so the sperm whale lifts up the, the submarine. The eels like slip in between his ropes and they all save him. In the hot air balloon, the kryptonite just falls out of the balloon because it's a storm. The, the balloon is just rocking back and forth. Superman just makes no effort to do anything. It's just totally luck that he just happens to, to get out. And Superman goes and rescues Wonder Woman. And goes off to find... Now, now, this is an interesting rescue. Hmm. Yeah, he, he... Rather than just find, flying down into the pit and just picking her up, he lifts a tree out of the ground and just jams the tree down the pit and pulls her out. <laughs> he, he rips a tree out of the ground and lowers it down for Wonder Woman to climb out. A, a, a daring rescue. Not very well thought out. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, there's some tension, there's some trouble in paradise with Batman and Robin. They're, they're stuck in that cave, and Robin says it's getting hard to breathe, and Batman tells him not to talk anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> Superman. Superman 
uh, pulls the rocks away from the opening. The no, no. Before he pulls the rocks away, mm. Superman checks to make sure that nothing fishy, I, I believe he says, is going on behind the wall. I think Aquaman was there, too, for some reason. Yeah. But he says something about fishy uh, business going on behind these rocks. You never know what people are doing in a cave. <laughs> and... <laughs> I mean, we all know what people are doing in that cave, <laughs> and it just so happens that Batman and Robin have managed to put back on their clothes, and uh, then when Superman yeah, removes the rocks, he's just like, I'm done with you guys, don't talk to me. When Superman you removes the rocks, me. And, you yes, disgust me, Robin. <laughs> when Superman is done remo- or removes the first rock, he looks in and he says, oh, it looks like uh, you two are uh, not doing anything suspicious back here. And uh, basically, he he says uh, what I said, which was, "You never know what people are doing." Yeah, in Batman case. has some kind of weird line about how like people go through to great lengths to get their privacy. Yes, um, uh, that he does. Yeah, and uh, Marvin wants to to make the goons back at the, the amusement park. Marvin, Marvin wants to make the goons disappear. So I think they're they can. Uh, it, it is implied that it can work on people. He wants to throw it at the goons, which would have made a lot more sense of the plan, or use it on the bars of the cage. Uh, well, but we saw the last time they tried to escape in that way, the goons easily caught them, because they have no superpowers. They can't escape. And they're not bright, and they're not competent. Uh, so the thugs laugh at them yeah. when they throw the disappearing ink on the fire. Yes. And I believe right before that, they said, is this going to put out the fire... And then the professor mutters something about smoke, and then she does it anyway. He says it will make if they throw it on the fire, it'll make the fire itself disappear, but the smoke will still be there. And Wendy's like, "Great, that's all I need to know." And she throws it on the fire. And the professor's also very depressed in this scene and starting to rub off on Marvin. We're just like, "I really don't think there's any way we will ever get out of this. I think we're going to die here. I think uh, I think there's no hope." Um, so the Wendy throws the potion on the fire, and then Wonder Dog smells the. The potion, it smells the almonds, and he leads all the super friends back to the uh, to the amusement park, and they arrest the goons, and they, they bring uh, Professor, oh, what's his name, Professor Bumbles, Blunder, uh, Professor Buffles, Buffles. They bring Professor Buffles <laughs> back to the the Hall of Justice League, and they're, they're like kind of explaining to, to, to I don't know what they're, they're they're just kind of they're not throwing him in jail they're just like explaining to him why what he did was wrong and he is still so weirdly nihilistic I wrote down this line because it's so great Professor uh, oh I, I guess Professor Buffles was like his Baffles Baffles that was like his uh, his his uh, nom de, de crime that was his fake name his real name Professor Goodfellow Professor Goodfellow, I still feel man has made the world a terrible place to live. And Superman, pounding on the table, says, no no one man can make the decision on how to change things. It's a Superman who's saying this. He's a superhero. He's making the decision on how to change things all the time. And that's the end. That's the end of the episode. Well, actually, uh, you're leaving out a very key line, which was... Uh, I believe Bat Robin saying something about how the government can sometimes do good stuff, 
Oh, that was the goons. The goons, we forgot that. Um, in the, they get the million dollars uh, while Wendy and Marvin and Wonder Dog are, are still locked up. They get a million dollars from the government and they're counting it. And uh, they're like, you know, it's sometimes the, uh, or you can always count on the government or, or something. You can always rely on the government. Sometimes you can actually rely on the government. That was the line. <laughs> yeah. And Batman, of course, congratulates Robin on coming up with a, a thought that he didn't have to immediately sign. <laughs> He's like, that's right, Robin. Uh, yeah. Okay, so that, that's the end of the episode. How do we feel? We had uh, a few other episodes we're going to watch, uh, but they, they, this is so fucking long, and I hate this show. I don't. I didn't want to watch another one. We is a very strong pronoun for this uh, activity. We might do... Uh, Chelsea and I might do another episode later. There was a show... Uh, they... they wanted to do a Batman spinoff in the mid eighties and they wrote a pilot for it called the fear that was never made into an actual show. They just used it as the, uh, as an episode of super friends. Uh, so we'll probably cover that one later. We'll do another episode of super friends talking about that. What do you think of the show as a whole? Do you recommend this show? As far as a children's show and teaching good values, I say this show it gets a 7.5. It does teach you that the government is bad. And it does teach you that it's okay to explore holes with your friend. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. It's not fun. It, the morals are not good. I don't like anything about this. I think it's a bad show. I think it's a waste of time. I don't think it's If I were to compare watch. this versus uh, any episode of VeggieTales, I would say, hands down, way more uh, useful knowledge for children. That's a pretty low standard. <laughs> Which is better, this or VeggieTales? Well, what would you give as a comparison? Compared to, like, Adventures of Batman, I think this is... Let's compare it to a show that you brought up earlier, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Sabrina the Teenage Witch is better. Now, how many life lessons did you learn from Sabrina the Teenage Witch? How many life lessons did you learn from this piece of shit? This is not... An well, you learned show. that Mao had some pretty good ideas, but they were not meant to be executed by one person. Uh, so I, I don't recommend this show. On our, we, we normally on the show we, we rank every um, Batman in in order, and the the Batman for this was uh, uh, there's two guys, and the one we watched it was Ulan. Soule from Adventures of Batman, and then later on Adam West came. We didn't watch an Adam West one. Uh, Ulan Soule is currently number four on our list of Batman, right between Catherine Victor from Wild World of Batwoman and Adam West from Batman. After this, I really didn't think Batman was good in this. He wasn't interesting. He wasn't getting a lot to do. We only watched one episode, so it's maybe not fair to judge him completely but it's again you haven't seen the the scenes that were cut from the show and man when he does the reverse pile driver in that one cave very very exciting a lot of uh audience interaction on that one based on chelsea's not here so i'm gonna have they to had this great visual effect where the uh there was a splatter on the screen it looked like the, you know when the screen looks like a splatter yeah. and there's like water dripping down based on his performance in this uh i'm gonna have to I'm going to switch Ulan Soule and Adam West. I really did not like him in this. He was not good. No, the voice acting was horrible. Yeah, and, and Batman just had no gadgets. He had nothing to do. He was just, he just, 
It's not good. So I did get trapped inside of a cave multiple times. I'm moving him down to number five. Uh, there, there he goes. Uh, let's do a couple of Bill or No Bills before we get out of here. Uh, George? Bill? This or No Bill? This person eats nothing but raw newspaper and ham. Nothing but raw newspaper and ham. Around his favorite ham. Now we learned from previous questions that he does enjoy chugging a gallon of ranch dressing. That's true. Every once in a while, Bill does like that. I I mean, this is a this is an easy one. No Bill can't be No Bill. It can't be No Bill. Can't can cannot be Bill. Cannot be Bill. Double negative. Okay, gonna lock in. No Bill. No Bill. George, that's a Bill. No. That's a bill. My percentage. <laughs> It dropping. Got it. Just a few more of these. George, this person's legal first name is William. Legal first name is William. Is that Bill? What is Bill's legal first name? Why are there so many of these questions about names? <laughs> what do you think? What is Bill's legal first name? I'm really on the spot. Mm. I... I, I don't know how to answer this question. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> Guys, don't don't visit my Amazon store. Don't buy Bill or No Bill. We can't encourage this kind of questioning. I'm gonna lock in. I'm gonna lock in Bill. I, I think he's still I think you put down Bill for this. You think I put down Bill? You think Bill's first name no is idea. <laughs> George, I'm sorry. The answer was Beyonce. Beyonce is <laughs> 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 I don't realize that's her legal first name. <laughs> All right, so uh, we've got a few more, but we don't have to do them right now. Um, oh, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to do them later. So the total is eight correct answers and one, two, three, four, five incorrect. George, I think you won. Bill or no Bill? I won! I won! George, you know Bill. Okay, we had to <laughs> take a little break here before we get to plugs because we, we recorded the plugs and then George decided he wasn't happy with his Instagram name and we had to spend a half an hour trying to find a new one for him. George, do you have some plugs now? That you're... Uh, I just have to say, don't Google plugs. You might find some uh, interesting photos. Of you? Um, <laughs> Go to www.georgeplugs.com. <laughs> Georgeplugs.com. Uh, so my plug is for Instagram and Twitter. Follow me at GHA jobs. And is that that's it? the whole plug. <laughs> it's great. It's an enterprise consulting firm. I can't wait to see you guys follow me. And that's see the, what the name kind of for cool stuff. We just posted some, uh, great content, uh, where we used, uh, machine vision to identify cat pictures. So you can tell that we're really working hard over here. Very cool stuff. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Danny Rathbun, R-A-T-H-B-U-N. Friend me on Facebook. Like and subscribe to the uh, podcast. Uh, like our Facebook page if you want to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really is a big help for us. I, uh, follow Chelsea on Instagram and Twitter, a mouthy broad. And, uh, oh, next week on the podcast, what are we doing next week? We are taking a step back in time because it turns out there's a few uh, movies that we missed that we've discovered. So next week, we're going to be covering Rat Pafink Abubu from 1966. Chelsea will hopefully be back by then. That's it for us. 